0: Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly Constant, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes.
1: And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals.
2: There's a park and some pals
0: and there's also therapy
1: too. Intro. And who's to say? <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, do we have a treat for you today? Um, it's been a minute since we talked about Beauty Pageant, which was in... Was it in this season? I think we're still... It's season two, right? Yeah, right Yeah, yeah I'm is. pretty sure it's season two. But it's two. been a minute, because yeah. um, it was at the very beginning of the season. Um, and we talked to the very special, talented, um, intelligent, educated April Eden... Who uh, plays Trish, and she also plays chair model lady in The Office, uh, who Michael thinks that he's in love with, but has sadly (laughs) passed away. (laughs) Did you hear the piano? No, did they get on the piano?
0: Yeah, the piano's by the door, and so Cubby plays chords when he's looking at people out of the... Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hi. I love you. Can you not? Come here. Okay. They're coming here. Sorry. you're good. I don't know where we were in that. I don't either. Start, start that. Part um, again. <laughs> she plays Trish. Yeah. And chair uh, model lady in the office. We, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly, this is like the craziest intro that we've ever done. And look, that's how you know that it's real. So I might just leave that yes. in. Who's to say? I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Okay. Regardless. Okay. <laughs> she played. Um, we've got cats and dogs over here, you guys. So you guys get it. Real life. real life. It's real life. Um, yeah. So also I was going to say she played um, like some, something Shushlevsky is what her name is as the chair model lady, which I think is really funny. And something I didn't mention um, was that I was going to ask her if it was like interesting to be named the same name as a character in Parks and Rec because her name is April yeah, so interesting. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation. We do go on a bit of a detour because I just think that her, um, you know, her trajectory through her like career span is really interesting and I think it's really important for lots of people to hear. Um, and also you learn a lot and we talk a lot about science and NASA and the Griffith Observatory, which I think is super cool. I honestly think it was like a straight up 50-50, if not more science talk slash like you know, life talk than, um, you know, Parks and Rec, which I don't mind at all. I think we talked a lot here about for Parks it. and Rec. I'm here for yeah, it. Same. Yeah, same. Um, and then we also do talk about how she uh, would like to make clear, and I don't even think it needs to be said, but she is not Trish. She is not that character. Mm-hmm. She was playing a role.
0: <laughs> she does not hold the same beliefs. She does not have the same personality. Yeah. And I think, you know, all, most of our listeners are to the point of understanding that they're not the same people. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was important to her for people to know that she was does not have the same mindset that Trish does. Yes. You know, I feel like I would be the same way.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think she made a very valid point and um, this will be the last thing I say about it so you guys can just go ahead and listen to it and not listen to me babble. But I think <laughs> that she made a good point. Like everybody has their role to play and we were trying to um, put across a message and that's what she needed to mm-hmm. play to make that message get across. So um I really appreciated talking to her and I, I really did. I learned so much. I felt like we had a great conversation and um, I do love the darkness. April. April was like nervous about mm-hmm. making the podcast go dark and we didn't go dark. I just feel like we went deep uh, no. and sometimes deep yeah, is we dark deep. and sometimes it's not. So whatever. It was great. Um, It was great. But yeah. Okay. Well, so without further ado, unless Maddie, do you have anything else to say?
0: I just think keep in, uh, keep in mind she's changed her path enough times and I don't think it really matters how old Mm -hmm. you are like if you're not happy where you are there's something out there for you and not to be afraid to switch it up because she wasn't and I think she she seems very happy yeah
1: and also like listen to your gut to your instinct to your joy Mm -hmm. and your passion like people can claim they know what they're doing and give you advice all they want but they don't know either you know they're just like for the most part they're just trying to help you but sometimes that information or that advice isn't for you you know Mm-hmm. So do what you need to do to pursue what you want and what you love or at least what you like, you know? <laughs> so, Right. Um, but anyway, well, thank you guys so much. If you have anything else um, that you want us to talk about, please let us know uh, and we will see you for the outro and um w- you know that's it <laughs> so <laughs> so thank you april enjoy yes thank you april eden so much we love talking to you it was amazing so cool um and i'll post all her stuff in the show notes but please enjoy april eden there's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too Thank you so much again for being here We so appreciate it I'm so glad that we got in touch I know that Facebook messages can sometimes get lost in the void So I know that that's probably yeah. difficult But I'm so glad
2: You were very persistent <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> ashamed,
1: but I'm also a little embarrassed no. <laughs> Oh no,
2: it was it was very sweet I, I'd seen a comment, I think, actually on YouTube first okay. um, and, uh, and then I think I saw one on Twitter maybe and then I, I logged into an old Facebook that I haven't, the Fangirl Academy, when I don't log into that very often, I was like, I think that's that girl that <laughs> on YouTube. I really should probably respond. <laughs> she seems very sweet. So. Good job, Holly. That is so funny.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, I am nothing if not persistent, especially when I am a fan of someone or something. I'm like, I- I'll find you. And if you don't message yes. back, it's okay. But like, I also know that across platforms, it's so hard because sometimes people only check one. So it's just like, yeah. got to do my yeah. due diligence. <laughs> yes, you, you do a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yes. so um, I, I'll get right into it. Um, okay. We wanted to talk to you, obviously, about Parks and Rec. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess we can start at the kind of beginning with The Office because that is where we first saw you um, and where a lot of the fans would have recognized you. Um, But so my question, my first question anyway, was like, did you have an audition for The Office or was it more of like send us a picture?
2: Um, No, that was an audition. That was one of those auditions if you spent time in L.A., I'm sure you heard about these where they just call people in and they line you up. And then I think it was BJ Novak. And okay. um, another gentleman, I can't recall his name. I think he was probably another director on it. They came in and they looked at us all standing in a line and they were like, you, we're, we're going to use you. And yeah. I actually stayed and we did the photo shoot that day. Wow. They like <gasps> took me in the back and changed
1: my clothes. And <laughs> so Whoa. that was it. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. So that's pretty much all you were like needed for that day. And then mm-hmm. they just got all your information kind of thing.
2: Well, I mean, I was basically just an extra. I didn't know the part was going to be about the the episode at the time was called The Parking Lot, which is like the B storyline in it. Yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like a magazine on a coffee table and they just need like a model in it. (laughs) So I'm like, "Okay." And uh, So, I mean, it was like higher rate than usual. So I, you know, I went for it because normally auditioning for something you're like better be a little more than, you know, regular. Um, Yeah. But I had no idea. And then the episode came out and my friends were like april that episode is like all about you and i'm like oh <laughs> is it no so i went and watched it with my mom and she was like oh my god they're dancing on your grave." <laughs> so i had no
1: idea any of that. Oh, man. i know what a crazy change from the audition saying like this is just going to be like a one-off kind of like you're a picture for a blip in the second and yeah. it's, i think the episode is literally called chair it model is. yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i'm like to complain but uh yeah i i was not aware at the time and ever since then what's so funny is i will get because i'm not that active on really many social media platforms i try to ha- i do have the youtube unfortunately that does correspond me with trish that's the only thing we have in common though <laughs> we have both <laughs> been on it. youtube that's it let's just set that up
1: right very different vibes um, which is great <laughs> yes.
2: but uh people will find me every once in a while and they'll be like hey are you you're you're alive dwight's looking for you or <laughs>
1: Oh, that's awesome. so, like, what reality do you live in?
2: Yeah. Is this that real is. or not real? <laughs> hey, I understand. I understand. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, was this audition that you went in for, was it like you were going in thinking it was going, you were going to be an extra kind of thing, like through central casting almost? Or was yeah. it through? Yeah, you know,
2: it, it was through central casting. Yeah. Oh I thought it was like, you know, I was just, I thought it was like a higher base, you know, and yeah. I had done quite a bit of modeling before, and, you know, they're like, it's just, you know, going to be in a magazine that they're looking through. <laughs> That is
1: insane. No, I did a bit of central casting, obviously. I mean, for listeners who aren't familiar, central casting is the big extra casting. There's a Mm -hmm. bunch. um, And I had a bunch of friends who had, like, calling services because you've got to call every day or, you know, the day before to see if you can book something. Um, And really, you just stand in line. Like, I knew people in that line that, like, when I went, I went early, obviously, because I researched and everything. But, like, when I (laughs) went, people... First of all, it's a line out the door, but then I heard people say that like they had literally just gotten off the bus or the plane or wherever and they mm-hmm. just came to line up to be an extra. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." <laughs> Cuz I didn't I didn't really think about it that way. I was just like, "This is a great way to make some extra money, but also like be on set and get some experience kind of yeah. thing." So, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's a great way to get started. You know, if you're if you're out there and and wanting to, you know, be in films or TV to be aware of the environment that you're going to be on, you know, because learning the lines and acting and everything that's like an art and a craft, it's a little overwhelming if you're on set for the first time with like 100 people holding lights and bringing things. It's nice to have an experience where you can like be used to it, but not have pressure on you. Yeah, it's a great way to get started.
1: Totally. And it also, I think, makes you respect a lot of the crew and a lot of the people that are working in general, yeah. just like because there's so many moving parts on a set. And if you don't have uh, the knowledge of what everyone is doing, you don't really have that compassion for everyone else's job, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You don't know to throw away your own trash and just the nice things to do. <laughs> that. <Exactly.
1: from people. laughs> so true so true well so how long I guess I should know this but how long after the office aired did you get the audition for Parks and Rec if you remember
2: um it wasn't long I think both both of those episodes were fairly early on in both of the series they were Um, I honestly don't even remember which one came out first I'm guessing the office but there was actually some conflict about whether or not I could do Parks and Rec if that's the one that came second or the office if that came second because they didn't know if they wanted a character You know, because it was pretty big in the office. So they they weren't sure if they they wanted to transfer a character. And I was kind of nervous the night before because they they were like, well, you know, we didn't realize that was you and we got to make sure it's okay." So I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. So I'm very glad that that I was able to.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I don't feel like many people would recognize you um, just because you have d- such different characters, such different looks and everything, mm-hmm. which is a testament to you, really. Uh, so I feel like you don't know it until you like do the research or you're crazy like us. That Ooh, are so I was amazed. about to say the
0: <laughs> ones of us that have watched everything a million times were the ones that are like, that's your model lady. <laughs>
2: i i I am i'm a big star trek fan so yeah um, i can understand the like loving something so much that you like recognize like i think i know the voice they were wearing another nose but i I know the voice (laughs)
1: absolutely Oh my god! Well, so what was the Parks audition like? Like, did you have to do something much? Like, obviously, that one wasn't through central casting. I'm guessing. No, no,
2: yeah, that one was through my agent, um, and that was just, um, you know, the 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 lovely speech. <laughs> I say that very sarcastically. I don't know if that will transfer <laughs> in the podcast. Oh, we so, get it. Um, the 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 actually quite quite uh, appalling speech that I gave uh, that was that was the audition. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And you know, they said, you know, you know, do some research about, you know, different, you know, pageant answers that haven't gone so well in the past and, and things like that. So I, I did and I basically just kind of went in and did my best to sound like an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well nailed it. And I guess I did a yes. good job. <laughs> totally. Well, did you have like an idea of what you wanted your voice to kind of sound like and everything? Because definitely there was mm-hmm. a character involved.
2: Um, yeah, I mean just from you know, I, I did do pageants here and there when I was, you know, in high school and things. So it's just a, a general kind of up hyperish um, yeah but yes there was I don't want to like name names or anything because I don't want to draw attention to sure. anyone but there was definitely some some research done
1: oh yeah I mean we named names in the beauty pageant episode that we did because like, oh. they I mean in particular I don't I actually don't remember their actual names but in particular um, I when we were doing the research for the Park Pals episode of beauty pageant um, the producer Mike Schur obviously um, was like these everything that Trish is was based on real things real speeches yeah. real pageants <laughs> Real um you know contests if you will. yeah yeah, uh so there were some people that I didn't even realize that you know had said certain things, and then that was based <laughs> off of uh you know reality, which of course, of course, it is when you look at it, you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. like.
2: The the best thing that I can think of as far as, like, why it comes out that way, like, in real pageants and for Trish is, like, usually for pageants, you put a lot of prep work into, like, how are you going to answer if they ask you this? How are you going to answer if they ask you that? Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, these ladies had, like, I hope they ask me about this. I'm really ready to answer this. So when they do get asked another question that's, like, out in left field, they just revert to, like, an autopilot of fragments of research and then terror.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> Yeah. And just kind of piecing words together that might not make sense or sentences together that are like, I think that generally covers (laughs) it maybe? (laughs) It's a
2: terrifying environment doing beauty pageants and stuff Mm -hmm. to be up there and, and like, you know, if you have to like talk and open your mouth and stuff after spending the whole day wearing a swimsuit and standing in front of people, you know, it's a lot of like mental readjusting. So I do have some sympathy, but not for. Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, I'm actually so glad that they've kind of done away with the swimsuit contest. I don't know that that was like really worth it or any like sustenance at all. Yeah. I'm very happy about that too. <laughs> yeah agreed <laughs> well so you kind of touched on this a tiny bit but uh they so the people in the audition room for trish didn't know you at all or didn't know that you had worked on the office at all or
2: no that not that i'm yeah not really oh, no wow. i've actually only been recognized like i think once maybe twice at all for like trish or the office like like by just strangers and stuff and yeah. both times it was in la with like other actors who like watched the thing like oh i i recognize your voice it's always voice <laughs> i like, Really, I try to turn it down,
1: but (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny! Oh my god, yeah. I was gonna ask that if people kind of like recognized or knew your face at any point, but it does sound like the voice might be, um, especially if you're like doing that character. You know what I mean?
2: Yep, that's my giveaway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's great, though. (laughs) Well, thank
2: you. It's nothing like what I thought I was going to do when I went out to LA. I I wanted to be on Star Trek. I want to be like a serious sci-fi actor who plays like a scientist or something. I didn't realize how I come across to people. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> so, I discovered that very quickly. I took like business acting classes and my my teacher, um his name is Ted Bernetti, I'm not sure. He, he's okay. uh, I think he's in New York now, but um he told you uh, make a list of three roles that you think you would play and then ask three people who know you what role they think you should play just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, captain on Star Trek and they were like, someone on 902 or no. And I'm, <sighs>
1: This isn't matching. <laughs> You're like, that's the opposite of my desire. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, um, that's, yeah, that's like a whole branding thing now. I actually just did a branding workshop, which was wonderful. Um, but same situation where it's like you write down three, uh, mm-hmm. you know, characters that you want and then kind of like come up with a tagline slash like figure out how yeah. you might want to get to that goal. But that's fascinating. So when you moved to L.A., were you already like kind of well versed in like the scientific aspects of things or were you more so just a fan of Star Trek or both?
2: I was just a fan of Star Trek I didn't realize that I liked science until I started going to Griffith Observatory they have like lectures and people and guests coming in and they started talking about things and I was like oh I recognize that from Star Trek that sounds familiar and then I was like I actually really like this maybe even more and uh there's an episode of uh or a movie of Star Trek the one with the whales I don't know if you've ever seen it but there's like a a lady uh she's a museum guide at a whale museum okay and I was like that's the coolest job oh my (laughs) gosh." (laughs) I was like, well, I could try to play it on TV and no one would believe me, or I could just study something and learn about it and actually do it in real life. Yeah, that's so cool. It was after I moved there. Um, It was actually after the acting. It wasn't until I kind of started stepping aside from acting that I even, you know, had time to pursue studying science and astronomy and things like that. So it was kind of a a trade-off, actually, for um, stepping away a little bit from acting
1: (laughs) So did you, you said you led tours at Griffith as well? I did. Yeah. Uh,
2: I did a museum guide there for uh, a little while. And um, I do virtual work. Sometimes we had a, a lot of uh, things going on trying to adapt our school program to virtual online with COVID um, because we would have kids come up fifth graders and give tours and everything. And we couldn't do that anymore. So I got to help um, convert the program to being virtual and, and take the the kids through on online and stuff. So so it was really nice. It's, yeah, it's a wonderful part of, of my life that I, I don't regret one single bit leaving acting for.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, yeah. Will, what do you mean by studying? Did you go to like school for this or did you just take a few classes? Like what kind of stuff did you do?
2: Um, I Mostly just the observatories lectures that they have. They oh, got have- it. Yeah, they, they have lectures and speakers come in. I joined a bunch of societies, like there's Planetary Society, Los Angeles Astronomical Society. Sure. Um, you know, there's Photo. There's like all these different societies that you can join and they have events. So like I actually got to go and see the landing of one of our of Curiosity on Mars and
1: so Bill cool. Nye was there. And I'm like, oh, my
0: gosh, this is so much better. My childhood. <laughs> Whoa. <That's awesome.
1: laughs> Oh my god! That's did you get to talk to him or meet him or anything? I did. Yes,
2: I did get to talk to him. Yes, oh he's a very god. nice guy. He remembered my name. I, I was. I was very. Yes, it was. It was nice. I met him once, and then I saw him again a couple days later, and he remembered my name.
1: Oh my god! What a guy! Yeah. Party <laughs> pants. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be in an episode or something of Star Trek, right? Something happened with it. Um, something happened. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's a good way to phrase it. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. I I was uh, involved somewhat in a couple of the movies. The first J.J. Abrams movie, I again, with the central casting. It was an untitled sci-fi film because they didn't want to put out that it was Star Trek. So it was untitled sci-fi. But someone told me. I have the insiders, you know, they yeah. told me. And so I went and stood in one of those lines. I stood in line and I had already done The Office and Parks and Rec by then. I was like, I don't oh. care. I'm going to be on Star Trek. Totally. So I went and stood in like, line. I'll do this
1: any way I can
2: yes because I wasn't getting an audition for it so I'm like I'm just gonna go be an extra and so I was I was able to be on set for like a couple of weeks and it was wonderful um I was in a couple of the different scenes they interviewed me in like the behind the scenes thing and special features and stuff and then the next movie came out um and I got to be like all painted green and um so I was supposed I had a little bit of a scene with Captain Kirk walking towards me and you know doing like the little Star Trek like Ooh. <laughs> oh my
1: god wait what's the one that it's called that you were in because I have to go watch it immediately now I've um, seen them but is- I don't remember all of the names i don't know if you'll see me it's uh it's the into darkness
2: i think or no no, it okay. was just star trek i think jj's first one was just called star trek okay. and there's like a scene in a bar where kirk is getting his butt kicked yes. and i'm I like in it. the audience like terrified like
0: oh no yeah <laughs> oh my
2: gosh so and then the other one where i'm green you'd have to get it on dvd because the scene got cut and just in the extras <laughs> that's okay
1: so. i i I can't tell you Manny can attest to this how many times well okay it's not been that many times but I make it a point every time um, that a scene is cut where you know an extra or like a person with a couple lines was in it I have the DVDs obviously of Parks and Rec Um, and so I do all the deleted scenes and stuff and when I see you know actors get their scenes cut I like record uh, the scene (laughs) and I take a picture and I'm like this girl slash man slash whoever was cut but they did their part and they got credit so I am. playing this for all the world to see because I know how tragic (laughs) that can be I'm sure they appreciate it yes I know I have yet to find any of the people that I've recorded (laughs) but eventually you know me I'll get to them somehow maybe
2: (laughs) but it happens you know for for as many times as that happened you know then there's also the times like the office where I think I'm just in a magazine and they name the episode after me so you know it it evens out it's fine
1: oh man (laughs) that's so funny well, yeah, gonna yeah. Uh, he- I was
0: going to ask if being in Star Trek was everything you had imagined when you got there, because I know it was like a, a dream.
2: It was. I fangirled out pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I tried to compose myself, but it was really neat. It was Christmas every day. Mm. It was wonderful. Yeah. And the people there were so nice and cared about doing a good job. And it it was a very nice place to
1: be. I appreciated that experience. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that in yeah. L.A. as well? I'm guessing. That it was. Know? Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's that so was cool, enough. and to have more than like one day mm-hmm. right. on it is oh my god! Magical. Yeah, it
2: was it was a lot of fun. I I definitely enjoyed the experience. But which actually, speaking of, I, I forgot about this until just now. Speaking of things that you get cut and get changed, yeah, you you all are are very familiar with Parks and Rec, so you know uh, Sweetums, yes, yes, um, Mrs. Sweetums, yeah, uh-huh. uh, the the lady uh, who married, she was the other pageant yeah, that was uh-huh. supposed to be me. Oh <laughs> no way. wow! Well, <gasps> yeah. Oh um, my god Yeah, I, I got a phone call saying like Hey, they're bringing you back in It looks like, looks like you're going to be in like a few episodes And um, I went and got fitted And I sat in at the table read playing her um, Everybody was there, Amy was there, the whole cast um, Like there was a lot of people in the room And uh, I, I was waiting for my call to, to find out Because I was like, you know, it's like 7 o'clock at night I don't know when I'm supposed to be there Yeah. And my agent was like, oh yeah So um, they they felt like they needed to recap <laughs> So But they did be back for April's birthday party. I had a small scene um where they brought me back. But you know,
1: you bounce Which back one from that. that was, so. April's birthday party. But uh, way, April
2: Ludgate's like, birthday party. It was like her twenty first twenty first birthday. was the like a party. Room. Um and Yes. The Snake Hole Lounge. Yeah. And it's the whole you're so funny lines again with me and Tom. Just for like a minute. It was just a minute. So at least they brought me back.
1: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, okay. So this was after you were already Trish. They were going to help. They were going to have you be, okay, gotcha. It was going to be
2: like Mr. Sweetums married the beauty pageant lady or, or, you know, Trish. Um, But they were a little concerned, like, because the age difference was quite extreme. They wanted it to be an age difference, but not quite that Mm. extreme. Got it. Oh, so that, that, which, you know, that's fine if that's going to be the reason. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that is so okay. wild.
1: Who'd have thunk it? And especially like if you sat in at the table read, but that's the thing like with it is that it can change at the drop of a hat. But you know what? It can. We appreciate Trish. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate
2: Trish as well. I appreciate what uh, Leslie, uh, what uh, Amy Poehler was trying to convey and represent Mm -hmm. um, with that character. Somebody's got to play that part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's
1: got to do it. Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask too in in part of my research. I was wondering kind of like when you accepted the role or even when you were reading for it really, kind of like how you were thinking about portraying this role as Trish and like what your thoughts were about being this character, you know? Not only like maybe, um, you know, as a woman portraying someone that's not feminist or for the rights of women really, but it also seems like it's or, or others. So that she's uneducated, you know, what I mean? or others. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just going to ask kind of what your thoughts were on that and you don't have to answer that if it's too political or whatever. Uh, but. I, that's, that's a wonderful
2: question. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for a lot of beauty pageant, you know, participants who yeah. use the platform as a means to, Um, you know, spread, you know, let's help feed the children, let's be nice to each other, you know, those sort of messages. So I do respect the platform for what it can convey in the right hands. But I also recognize what Amy Poehler is trying to get across in that Um, episode, you know, she was trying to get across like the opposite side of that. So I I did feel I needed to hype that up a little bit, you know, Um, just be like, okay, so I I do see this there. I'm just going to turn it up a few notches and and it seemed to work.
1: Yeah, (laughs) totally. You're right, though. I I completely agree with, you know, someone has to play that role kind of to show Mm -hmm. The um the actions that we could take Or how we can kind of go forward So I really, yeah. I love that um, yeah. Do you have any other memories of being on set Whether that's with Amy Poehler Or I know that you interacted um, a little tiny bit With Tom
2: <laughs> Just a bit yeah.
1: Hey give me his house key yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's right yeah.
2: There were more interactions Bye with Tom
1: <laughs> Yes it was actually
2: me who robbed his house But
1: <laughs> I've been robbed twice <laughs>
2: Um <laughs> Uh, I, I did uh, yeah it was uh some of it was improvised I did watch a, a couple of or listen to a couple of your podcasts and I know you guys like to to know like what was improvised and what yes, was scripted and all that um I, I I'll say the line about me enjoying being at the beach in a bikini was all improvised I will not blame them that wow. for all that wow <laughs> So, but that's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I had done all the lines and uh, BJ Novak came up to me and he said, so we want to do this scene where Amy and Tom are talking, but you need to be talking as well. So they're like talking while you're talking, but you don't have any lines left. So, so just say things you think she might say. Yeah. And I was like, I was very nervous. I was very new to LA at the time. And I was like, just say things I think she would say. Okay. <laughs>
1: You're like, I didn't prepare for this. So I gave it my best shot. Yeah, you did great. No, that's so funny. And it's so wild. I've you know, talking to so many of of the actors that have been on the show. They're always like a little bit um, surprised or just, you know, excited kind of about what makes it in the show. Because a lot of times those fun run, uh, you know, takes don't get in the show, obviously, because there's not enough time. Um, But that's awesome. I love that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a nice set. Um very just like just have fun. Like everyone was um no yelling or any of that. No one was like right. rushed or it was just it was very low key chill, just you know, just say anything, it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> well we actually talked to um Two people in that episode, Jim Meskimen who played the MC, which was oh, hilarious, yeah. and yeah, then Linda nice. Montana who um, played the older lady who sang in uh, oh. for her talent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just believe, just believe, or whatever. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I'm in love, I'm in <laughs> oh, love. I'm or, or, or it's oh, so good, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Whatever yeah. it is. But <laughs> so good. <laughs> yep. Yes. And I thought that both of them are so great, but I think that they both kind of were under the impression that, number one if you do well and they like you they'll bring you back which it sounds like they wanted to it just didn't work out um and number two is that like they do have the fun runs where you can kind of just kind of you know do whatever you want to do which can be very intimidating especially around a queen like amy Mm. poehler you know yeah yeah,
2: she was very, very professional. And I I remember seeing her like over at craft service later and, you know, just sitting in her little chair, little legs crossed with her script, going over her lines. And, you know, I, I didn't her. like, you know, bother or anything, but uh, I, I definitely noticed she had a very, you know, just kind and professional air uh, about her when, when she was there. I did read her book later when it came out.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> it's so the best. It's the best. Yeah. yeah I love it.
2: She's been through some some interesting stuff, mm-hmm. so she's got good stories. Yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. Were you – did you have um, a fitting for all of the clothes and, like, did you have any say in the clothes that you wore? Was it kind of just like, <laughs> here's something a little bit short, so <laughs> – uh-
2: <laughs> Yeah, I I did not have uh, any say, I don't think. I mean, they may have asked like how you feel or if you can walk in it. okay. you know, those sorts of things. Um, Yeah, there there was some definite fittings. And there was actually like with all the makeup and the white shorts, too. We had to be a little bit careful. Um, But they they actually they gave me a song and told me to practice the baton routine. And we're like, you know, just practice, just come up with something. and, And I was like, well, if I'm supposed to be bad at it, like, shouldn't I not practice? Right. So, so that that's what I did. I just showed up, and they're like, "Okay, so what part of the what part of the song do you are you ready for?" I'm like, "Just start it wherever. I'm good. I'm just gonna be bad." That's oh my great. god,
1: that's hilarious. Well, so did they tell you not to twirl it, or was that kind of just you? Um, well, it's kind of just me. They just told me to don't do not do it well. <laughs> so. I love that. That's amazing, though, because Amy Poehler has that, or Leslie has that line of like, she's not even twirling it. Like, yeah. She's not doing anything. With it. Nope. <laughs> oh man, that is amazing. I, I think love I that it kind it a of couple stuff. Times. <laughs> oh my god, that is so good. Well, and I love how Tom's like dancing yes. to it. Oh. He's like moving his hands back and forth. <laughs> yeah, everybody's
2: got their own audience.
1: <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, I also have this burning question. It's so dumb, but the one the at the end when you guys take a shot, do you remember what that was? Was it just like apple juice or something? Um, I know it was a long time I so. ago.
2: I, that actually, I don't know if it was in the script. I didn't remember. I didn't know I was going to do that. If it was in the script, I didn't read it all the way through. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a, a closing part here real quick. And I think it was like juice, like maybe apple juice or something. Sure.
1: Um, but yeah, it was definitely not alcohol. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. Did you get yeah. to talk to her at all? Um, what is her what is her name? The uh, Jessica Wicks, right? Mm-hmm. Is the Swedish uh, yeah. lady? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, we chatted. Yeah, I can't
2: say recall, like, um what we talked about or anything. She was very, very sweet. Like, as sweet as she is on camera, she was that sweet in person. So, I, really, everyone there was very, very pleasant. So, I'm Yay! fortunate.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Well, Manny, did you have any other questions about the show? I had a question. Or this episode, I guess. I had a
0: question just in regards to, which I know we kind of skimmed over it. And you said you were, like, recent to L.A., but about, was that your mm-hmm. first chance to do Im- improv? Was that like when they said, just say stuff? Was that your first improv ever? It was. <laughs> That's
2: impressive. I mean.
1: <laughs> very impressive. I had
2: done like um, a lot of plays and a lot of theater and things like that, but it wasn't like improv, which after that, I went and took myself to Upright Citizens Brigade and took a couple classes. Right, right. I was like, if this is a thing they do out here, I need to learn how
1: to do it. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. It's a very crazy skill and needed skill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
2: Just talk. Just be yourself. Just have fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's super fun once you get the hang of it. And by get the hang of it, I mean, you never really, I guess, I I don't know, maybe you do master it, but it's more or less, not so much to me anyways, about like getting it right or, you know, whatever. It's just more about letting go of being perfect, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah, it's the, the whole yes and, you, you know, um, allow yeah. the person to create the reality and then heighten it by saying yes. And the sky is blue and full <laughs> of elephants and All they're right. falling right now. You know, just whatever they're saying, that's the world. And you're just going to add to it. And, you know, it helps you to feel like it's safe to have ideas, because if you're trying to improv with someone and they're like, oh, that's terrible. Or, you know, they're going right. to be scared to to say ideas. So it teaches it just you to just everything. People. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's also, like you said, you know, once you have a character to really lock into, it's so much easier, I feel, to kind of get in their head and be like, what would she say at this point? And it just makes it so much, not necessarily easier, but it flows a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Make a little more sense, a little more direction. Yeah, totally. Well, and so you mm-hmm. said that um, you kind of moved there for, like, Star Trek goals. <laughs> um, how long were you um, pursuing things until this? Uh, until Parks and Rec?
2: Um, a couple of years. I think Parks and Rec was like 2008 or Um, I moved there like end of 2006, 2007. Um, right. so I was just there for a couple of years. I think I was just an extra for like the first like six months. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. then um, I did the whole like the mass mailing thing of just sending headshots out to everybody. And I had done some stuff before, um, you know, just I hosted like a little show for like, uh, it was like a home makeover type show. Yeah. <laughs> so I had done a few things here and there um, before I got out there. So I, I made myself a little and sent it out to a bunch of people. And one of them called me back and started giving me things that I won't be able to get on my own. And um, yeah. it kind of went from there. After a couple of years of pursuing acting, it's it's very busy and it's hard to do technically in LA because the, the infrastructure of the city is no longer accessible. There's no parking anywhere. It's it's hours to drive five miles sometimes. So just the lifestyle of it. um, It was a lot uh, to try to deal with when I wasn't really in it. And I had loved stage and theater acting. And I was very surprised when I moved to LA, how choppy the acting is. It's like, say this line, stop, say that line, stop. So I was really struggling with like, whether or not I even wanted to do it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So that on top of the just lifestyle of having to be always on call and always busy. And I'm going to do this, then I'm not or that that just got to be a bit much. And then I found the observatory. And I was like, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, (laughs)
1: totally. Well, that's, um, it's all about the hustle there, I feel. And if you don't have some sort of balance or some sort of something else to kind of hang your hat on apart from acting or auditioning or whatever, it can be a dark circle, you know,
2: yeah, well, and, and it's it's not much control. I mean, I know this is probably dark for you guys' podcast. No, is so I, want light the and I, I hope yeah. you're not. you can cut this out. That's fine. No, I'm not it.
1: cutting it. I love it. I can already tell I love um, it. But, but, <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's 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 a, it's not a lot of control acting. You know, it's it's say this sure. line, I wrote it for you. Wear this outfit, I picked it out. Kiss this person, I cast them. Slap that person, I decided that's it. There's not a lot of control in your life and you know, that that's something that isn't for everybody. Sure. You know, you might you might love acting and you might love, you know, films and TV, but if you're not willing to, you know, give up that much of of your own opinions then it might yeah, not yeah. be worth Sitting
1: in traffic all day. Over. Oh right, totally, totally. Well, were um, were you studying theater and things before you moved there? Was that something that you yes. kind of did beforehand? Oh okay. Oh yes,
2: always. I've always been involved in st- I mean, ch- church plays. I I grew up, uh, I grew up a preacher's kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yes, to make it worse, why not? Okay, a homeschool <laughs> preacher's kid. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> that's great
1: love it breeding yes. ground for nerds i get it yeah. i'm here with you
2: <laughs> i had no choice <laughs> so yeah oh, I, I, I did it. the whole the whole church place that was like my outlet that was my my salvation i hate to be sound you know like blasphemy but
1: <laughs> no i love it it's great it,
2: it was i i saw a side of art and just recreation and things that um I, I just fell in love with. And when I went to college, I, I was on every drama team and every play I could find. And it was it's, it's a wonderful just the community too, building the sets and tearing them down at the end. And yeah. I, I like the whole aspect of the actual production, which actually between acting and the observatory, I coordinated commercials for three years. So okay. I got to like really do the hard part. <laughs> so um, so that that was uh, another just just great experience you know I did a lot of things when I was in LA that everyone told me like you're gonna ruin your career if you do this you know you're gonna that don't don't do that you you can't turn this film down because if you turn this down a a lot of people telling me I I have to do things and Mm -hmm. I will say I don't regret a single thing I've ever said no to as many times as they were like you have to do this part you you I don't regret saying no to anything. So
1: Yeah, that's a great I, lesson. And I feel mm-hmm. like, well, we've talked about this on the podcast too a little bit, where as actors or musicians or, you know, anything really artistic, you are trained to say yes to everything because it's mm-hmm. exposure and it's opportunity and, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z. But there's such power in no, not only for, you know, your own, um, I guess, morality, but also just for your sanity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think... It- once yeah. you stop looking at it as like I have to do this because if I don't, then that means I'm not productive. I think it shifts yeah. a lot, or I'm failing. Yeah. Right, right. That's how that I mean. view
0: it sometimes. Like if somebody's like, do this gig, and I'm like, I can't. Even though I can't, I can't say yeah. no because right. then oh. I'm not. I'm not going to be successful, right? So no yeah. is your
2: best friend. Yeah. I I will tell you. Like I mean, I well, I mean. For, for me, it was. It's not going to be the same for everyone. But because, you know, when I when you go into an audition, if your heart's not in the job of it, if it's not in like, I really want this, and you just tell yourself you do you're not going to book things and then you're going to think it's because I'm not good enough or because, you know, but actually the fact is, is that you were furious with having to be in traffic for two hours and then mm-hmm. not have a parking spot. It's not because you weren't good. It's because that's not actually what you wanted to do. And, you know, I'm so fortunate to have realized that. And I just put it out there. I was like, I told my Dungeons and Dragons group. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just told them, I was like, so I think I'm going to quit the acting thing. If anyone hears of a production assistant job, let me know. And uh, one of my, my friends, girlfriends was a lighting lady and uh, oh. she was like, she uh, told him that they're needing another assistant. So I came in and I started being a production assistant for a few months and then the coordinator left to another job. And so I became their coordinator and um you know, it's, it was more fun than any acting job that that I could have had. I I learned more and got to actually play the characters in real life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and I think that that's so important. Like once you learn what you actually want to do and stop kind of fighting it, like what you thought Mm -hmm. that you wanted to do or something, you know, what you thought the right path was, I think everything just opens up a little bit more. But so, Mm -hmm. okay. So that you were um, first a PA and then you moved into coordinator. What are the differences Mm -hmm. with those two things? Mm -hmm. I'm very curious. Uh, paperwork. <laughs> okay. You're kind of the first crew member I guess we've talked to. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's
2: great. Yeah, if you if you all are, are doing the acting thing, even if you you're still pursuing acting, if you just, you know, work a couple of jobs as a production assistant or whatever, it's fantastic. Um as far as just really understanding a set and seeing people that are holding the lights as, "Oh, you know, that's Tom." <laughs> you know, not totally. that's some guy in my face that I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it would be very interesting to go back to it now with an understanding of production. Um, I, I haven't really tried since since, you know, the past while, but um, it, it was a
1: good experience.
2: Yeah, so I think I think Leslie Nope would approve.
1: Yeah, yes, totally. She's such a yeah. coordinator. But I
2: wonder like, all the exactly?
1: time. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, I, I wonder, like, because like Leslie Nope. Uh, Her opinion of Trish was not the best. Sure. And, um, you know, she, she was right in thinking that. But, like, I just would love to meet her. I would love to be like, hi, I'm April. Would you like to come to the observatory? I would love to give you a tour.
1: Like, I would, too. I would love to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that she'd be so open to it. <laughs> well, well, you let me know if if you
2: track her down and tag her on everything.
1: And Literally. OK, she doesn't have Instagram, but she does have Um, she has her company, Amy Polar Smart, Smart Girls. Girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is actually very.
2: Yeah, it was very critical. My decision, actually, to, to study because I remember like seeing that role and how it was portrayed and just the other things that I was going out for and being like, this isn't the person that I want to be. I don't know if this is a person I want to pretend to be for the rest of my career. And I remember seeing, she came out with Smart Girls. It wasn't during the time of of the beauty pageant. I think it was a little bit after. And I remember seeing it and just having so much respect for her. And she would go around to different girls and interview, you know, Smart Girls doing smart things about what they were doing. And I was like, that's really interesting. I really want to like you know, be able to do something like that, and she actually, as Amy Poehler, um, really inspired me to kind of just embrace the the smart aspect of things in coordination with her opinion of
1: Trish. I was like, okay, I got to figure some things out. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me about the pivot, though, from not acting into doing more of the studying and, and more of the observatory kind of thing. Like, was there kind of a moment or was it more of a gradual, you know, shift or was it more of like, OK, this thing just happened. I got to stop, you know? Um,
2: it was definitely gradual. Um, it was just I just wanted to have a little bit of control over my life, yeah. Um, you know, and it, it was definitely gradual. It It was I didn't. I knew I wanted to do something else before I knew what that something else was, mm-hmm. you know? I'm, I'm sure in your branding classes, I talked about like, what do you enjoy just, you know, outside of that? Like what kind of things? So I really just started exploring those kind of things more. And, you know, when you stop auditioning so much, you have time to, to go to those lectures and those classes and, yeah. you know, watch those documentaries and things like that. If you can tune out everyone telling you, you're
1: going to ruin your career. Oh my <laughs> so. God. Uh, and the thing about it is that no one else really knows what they're doing either. So they don't know no. that you're ruining your career also, so like, what if your career wants to change? Get out of my face! I mean, which career? <laughs> I don't know what my career is gonna be. Which career? all right
0: <laughs> I feel like there's no perfect equation, right? Like Absolutely. Everybody's yes. path is gonna be different, so you can't exactly. really
2: know. Yeah. Every, everybody's doing their own thing. I, I do have I, I I do have an application to be a NASA Solar System Ambassador. Oh my god! So
1: what? We'll see.
2: What is <laughs> Tell that? Me about
1: that. We'll yeah. See. What is that?
2: Um, So basically I would um, host events. I would do four events a year and they would be um, in the community like, Hey, come look through my telescope and I'll teach you all about the moon. (gasps) Um, so I wrote like four event proposals and I sent it in and um, they, they'll kind of decide in December it sounds like so oh my god so we'll see yes we will
1: keep our fingers <laughs> so crossed cool. for that you have to Thank let you. us I'll know I'll get it eventually <laughs> yeah totally okay wait so okay so you're acting you're doing the acting thing you did mm-hmm. the office parks and rec and then gradually you're just like okay I want to have some more control in my life and so mm-hmm. then you start doing the do you the, is that when you start taking the lectures or is that when you start um leading tours or did it coincide with each other or which was oh first? no I
2: I had to study for quite a while. You have to actually pass an astronomy test before you can even, you know, work there. <laughs> so wow. um I, I, I had little flashcards. I took myself to the observatory and I would write down like, you know, the Milky Way is, you know, the moon is, you know, just like all the different things and I would like look at my little flashcards and, and read them and stuff. I still forget things quite a bit just because I didn't I didn't have that set of information, you know. When I was growing up, I didn't really. I had a hard time in school. Yeah. So um, it's all new, new education. So sometimes those things are a bit of a struggle. But um, yeah. yeah, it was.
1: It was definitely a shift okay okay and did you go into the classes knowing that you wanted to lead tours or was it more of like i just want to kind of learn right now
2: um i i really just i didn't think i could lead tours i applied at the observatory five times before i got the job oh damn okay so four of those times or actually three of those times i applied to be um they call them aps it's basically like a a watered down security guard like you help people you stand by the corner you tell them where the bathrooms are you i i I thought that's what i was capable of so i applied a bunch Mm -hmm. of times to try to do that and uh, i never got called in and i was like you know what i get i give my friends tours like i would bring people up and show them around because at that point i kind of learned about it so family would come in town i take them there and so i was like you know i'm not getting this job as you know one of the the you know apsa is i'll just give it a try it's not gonna hurt anything yeah (laughs) and it, it, I got an in audi- interview. It's not an audition in real life. It's called I an interview. Call
1: interviews, <laughs> auditions, all of the time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it basically is. Yeah. So, who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what was the interview like? Did they ask you kind of like uh, it, what your knowledge was about it, or was it more oh, of yeah. just your interest?
2: Um, both. Um, yeah, they ask you like why you want the job and, um, they leave you in a room by, you know, you have like a three page astronomy qu- test. You got to fill them out. And then they look at your test in front of you. And if you have any questions or any mistakes, they like kind of point them out. And, you know, as long as you don't too bad, don't do too bad, they kind of progress into like s- uh, situational interviewing. Like, you know, okay. there's, there's a father and a son and they're, the is trying to tell the son, you know, this 2,000 years old. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, honestly, I would probably just leave them alone because unless they're asking me, I'm not really going to, you know, do, and they were like, that's a good answer. Yep.
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> like, not gonna stir this actually, pot. it's yeah. not. So you're
2: wrong. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of acting uh, background helped with that that interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually asked that I got to meet the curator. Uh, the last part of the interview was to, to meet the curator. And wow. Um, I asked her, I said, you know, what's the most important part for the guides to you? Like, what is the most important part about, uh, about our job? And she said, you know, just love the people. Mm. People don't get to take time out of their day very often to mm. come to an observatory and think about where they are on earth or in the universe. So this is their opportunity to learn about their home. So just show them love. Wow. And that answer That's just cool. was like,
1: oh, yes, I can do that. Yes. <laughs> so, love that. That's so cool. So then how long um, have are, are you still doing that? Is that something that you are still pursuing? Um, yeah, I, I mostly
2: do it virtually, um, just like with the school program and things like that. I'm not able to give tours um, since I'm not there, but um, as soon as I make it back, I'll, I'll pick
1: that aspect of it back up. But, gotcha. Yeah. Was it all like... Um, or so, well, I guess my first question is, how long did you do that slash have you been doing it? And secondly, did you um, move to Cam- Kansas for the pandemic or how did th- – what was that whole thing oh, like
2: for my- you? <laughs> um, I, I've moved around If you a don't lot. mind my asking. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I- – I was in California for a little over 10 years. Okay. um, And five of that was acting. Five of that was, you know, science, observatory, Mm. um, studying, you know, or or coordinating. A few of that was coordinating. Then the the last of it was the
1: observatory. Coordinating the commercials, Um, right?
2: Yeah, I was acting and then coordinating commercials and then the observatory. It was kind of the order of the careers. And then um, after 10 years, I I moved to where my family lives just to kind of, you know, spend some time. I have a very large family. Sure. (laughs) So um, I just kind of spent some time with them. And right when I was ready to come back, um, COVID hit. (laughs) Oh, man. um, (laughs) I, I did not quite, quite make it back just yet, but I I will probably be there when my lease is up here. So
1: sure. Um, it's tough, especially with LA. I mean, it's just so saturated with people um, and not everyone you'd think that, you know, in a liberal town like LA, we'd be fine, but you know, not everyone wants to do masks or vaccines. So it's hard to open back up.
2: Yeah, it it definitely is. I, I sympathize with the, the people who are there um, right now. So Yeah. Be safe and get vaccinated.
1: Yes. <laughs> totally. Um, well, okay, but tell us also about Fangirl Academy. I'm very interested in this whole thing because, um, yeah. first of all, is it still operating and everything?
2: Yeah, yeah. I Right now I'm focusing on just answering people's science questions. Um, okay. I have some really lovely questions. You know, what is light pollution? You know, um, oh, sure. you know just wonderful questions like that. Uh, can we go to space using balloons? Um, things like that. So... <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm really just focusing right now and dedicating the channel to if someone asks me something i'll put together some research and a nice little video to answer it um because the yeah that the channel was originally started when i was wanting the whole more control of my life thing sure. um, i wanted to learn what what you know the other side of the camera felt like so me and a couple of my friends we just started going to conventions and um setting up interviews and you know just i mean as you know people if you ask them nice enough they'll they'll jump on with you, they'll, they'll do it. So, um, I, I got to meet a lot of the, the Star Trek actors and interview them and things like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice people. Um, so that, that was sort of the start of like, I really like this, and that actually really helped with getting my production job because my my friend, the lighting lady, was able to be like, "Hey, so I have this friend. She used to be an actor, but she's doing like this channel now. So, do you want to bring her in and give her a try?" So, um, those kind of uh, coincided. I did a lot of Fangirl Academy when I was also coordinating commercials. Okay, um, so, so that Fangirl that kind of is
1: Mostly just the channel um, for YouTube. Is there any, or is there any other thing that's uh, associated with it? Um, there's a Facebook. Oh, and a- that's right. I have an Etsy account. (laughs) No way. Yeah. I make outer space jewelry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to link all of that (laughs) in our show notes. (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) That's so cool. Okay
2: yeah yeah so so that was a wonderful way to be like i'm gonna film what i want to film and put it up there and and that that was a great way to go about it i i enjoy it a lot but yeah right now i'm just focusing on i have like four questions left and then unless more come in i'm i'm just gonna wait
1: (laughs) okay so was that kind of the whole premise of the channel was for people to write in questions and you are creating videos to answer them or is that how that started
2: it started as like the premise of just honestly it was a, a Place to learn about things you know you okay. go to conventions and you you go to things and you know you're this you know young girl who's you know somewhat attractive and you're not really seen as like a um you know here let me teach you things like a serious and-
1: candidate to know <laughs> things yeah
2: yeah. There's a few vibes that come along with it that I wasn't really into. So sure. I was like, let me, but, but the second you have a microphone and a camera, oh my gosh, people have respect for you. And they're just like, sure. You know, it's just, it was amazing. I start I started with just taking pictures and like, I borrowed like some big clunky Canon and the way I felt going places, cause I'd go to these lectures by myself. I didn't have any friends at the time that were into that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if I had my camera with me and I was there, I was like, you know, I don't know. I felt like I was there with a buddy or for a purpose or something, having. That camera just kind of flipped the tables of like how people treat you and how how I treated myself. I also chopped off my hair and stopped wearing a lot of makeup. That <laughs> definitely helped.
1: <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> So much easier to take care of business in the morning time when you have less hair and less makeup. Oh my god, can't even tell yes, you. no That's extensions
2: or crazy nails or. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, was that something that you felt like you needed to do primarily for acting, or was that something that was kind of? I mean, that I feel like no matter if you're an actor or not, a lot of people and women, especially, but you know, feel like they need to kind of put on a mask or put on a face first. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah that that definitely was something. It was something that I didn't know that there was. A, a benefit to being another way. Unfortunately, I I didn't know how how nice it was for or, or that people would treat you differently. I didn't realize that. Um, but I remember the first time I was out. I had short hair and my glasses on, and this lady like asked me what time it was or something. She was with her husband, and I was like, "You're talking to me? <laughs> oh, okay. Talk so to uh, yeah, you're you're
1: treating me like a person. So um, how did they used yeah. to treat you? Um. Well, e- or how did you portray or perceive them treating? You? I
2: presented myself as a product. Mm-hmm. So That—that's definitely a, mm-hmm. a result of mm-hmm. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I just resonate so deeply with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Interesting. So it, it was, yeah.
2: I had to go from being a product to being a producer and whether it's Mm -hmm. producing Fangirl Academy or a job at a place I love or, you know, whatever, maybe it's outer space jewelry. I had to take myself out of the I'm a product mindset and um, it was it was a good choice.
1: Got it. And for this um, Fangirl Academy, I'm assuming and that you're probably doing most of the uh, like editing and filming and kind of all that stuff. Was that something that you were interested in before or was that something that you just got into because of this channel?
2: Um, I was definitely interested in it before, but I honestly I didn't feel like I had the capability of learning it. Mm. Um, You know, I I I was interested in it but it was something that you know other people got to do and and they did and I was the person that got shuffled around from the car to the makeup room to the set and and I always would like linger around you know when it wasn't my scene and try to watch what people were doing and you know just kind of I was interested in it very much um and uh the channel was just a way of for me to to learn it was a way for me to learn without pressure of like yeah the network is depending on you yes (laughs) Yes. So, and, and I had a couple of friends who were, you know, interested in making their own things and doing it as well. So, um, you know, they're off doing their own things at this time. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> that was quite a while ago. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's just kind of something that's still around every once in a while. If I if I have some time, I'll, I'll try to throw in a, a question or answer a question or just something that I feel is worth, um, you know, putting out my time into out there because it is just my channel. I don't, you know, fund it in any way right. other than my extra time, so
1: right. Uh, well, and I yeah. feel like nowadays, I mean, if you're an actor, you've got to know how to do that stuff, anyways. Um, just yeah. because of self taping now, because everything's virtual. But also, um, I think it can not only be—it's one of those things, right? Where art is both professional, but also it's a nice hobby to have. So, like, if that was something, like you said, it's not something that you're funding or getting a ton of money for or anything. It's just kind of mm-hmm. fun. But it's a nice thing to know. I feel. You know what mm-hmm.
2: I mean? Yeah, it makes you feel in a little more control. And and now I understand like why I was cut out of things because sometimes you have to cut great scenes or or parts Mm -hmm. that are interesting in order for something to meet the deadline time or you know so I I started to understand like the being recast as Miss Sweetums those kind of things were hard to to process and learning editing and learning producing I I, it made a lot more sense and, and I understand it now
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean that kind of goes back to what we're talking about being an extra, where you're like, if you don't know someone else's job or if you don't know what it's like to at least be around them or have respect for them, then Mm -hmm. you don't quite understand why things might be the way they are. So that's really helpful, I feel, for you to have seen that and the editing. Yeah, it was good. It It was
2: a it was a good transition. You know, I've definitely learned. You know, and. I had a friend who was a little bit older and uh, he used to always say, like, I could never be an actor because I'm I'm too old and you know, I'm too this or, or whatever. And I was like, Are there people on TV older than you? (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. a great book. Are there, <laughs> like, then stop it, you know, <laughs> like, you're, you know, and unfortunately, I'm so, I'm so glad with the, all the the streaming services that are coming out right now that allow people to give shows and leading roles to people who wouldn't have normally otherwise, because they're fascinating, they're interesting, mm-hmm. they're wonderful, and they're real. And so I, I'm very grateful to see how, you know, media and film has progressed to just, you know, you're just a person, that's all you need to be. You just need to be a person who feels good about yourself or, you yeah, know, can, can make get there and you know it's nice it's a nice change
1: totally well and that's something yeah. that I'm finding especially in my life as I get older for sure but just in general I feel like especially as actors but just in general, like I say, you know, being in the world, there's just no room or time for self-doubt anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just wastes so much effing time. And especially as an actor, if you go in kind of presenting yourself the best to the best of your ability, and if you don't get a job, it's not because you are awful, like you were saying. It's just because you're not right. Um, and it's not like there's no need for a self, uh, doubt or self-deprecation, you know, no. involved with it. You know, because no. it's just like there's no room for it anymore. It's just yeah. like there's too much space um, being filled with other stuff that could be better, you know, or yeah. we could be helping other people or answering questions for Fangirl Academy or, <laughs> <laughs> or tweeting at April Eden to get on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, is that friend of yours? Like, does he want to pursue acting at all in real life? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was I think deal. that was just
2: an excuse <laughs> yeah but <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see I'll, I'll let you know
1: <laughs> that's awesome <So. laughs> though yeah so, you um,
2: know, go ahead yeah um, so I know that you ladies like your research yes so I did a little bit about that question that Amy asked me about yes. Alexis Tokovich yeah called America the, the great experiment so I, I looked that up oh. and actually Alexis Tokovich did not say that <laughs> Oh, really? What what he said was that um, America was a land being built on a new foundation, Mm -hmm. meaning democracy and the majority of the people. He was actually quite upset with it being called an experiment because he felt that that undermined the attempt to normalize change in structure. Mm. He was trying to be like, you know, this is a new foundation. It's a new way of doing things. He wasn't trying to instill a feeling of this might not work out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He wasn't trying to get people to think that like you're being experimented on. And if I were to answer Leslie's question again. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Say it. Do it. (laughs) I would definitely say that um, Alexis Tokovic actually said that America was a land built on a new foundation. Because he wanted people to understand that there were new ways of doing things, and the fact that that was a question in a beauty pageant really highlights what we can do to mm-hmm. make America better, which is to be more aware of misinformation, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, biases and translations, um, and be aware of word choices that inflict fear or panic in people instead of opportunity and hope, mm. because. Right now, it's like this party or that party and all the party has to do is convince the other people about a thing or or that the other person is bad. What I think would be great is if we had like a ranked voting system, which would truly represent the majority more so than just this person or that person, because with it just being, a you know, this candidate or that candidate without it being a ranked system, all people have to do is, is pour out misinformation. Mm. Well,
1: what do so. you mean by ranked? Like the candidates would be ranked
2: no, like you would vote. This is my first choice for president. This is my second oh, choice. This is my third interesting.
0: choice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. That way. Like, yeah. I would truly represent maybe a third party candidate might actually have a shot that way, because if enough people vote for them, you know, in their ranking, um, they might actually have a shot in the ability to bring in some some new ideas of equality and, you know, inclusion and things of that nature, because otherwise it's just people capitalizing on fear, you know, be scared of the immigrants, be scared of other people. And that's not actually what uh, Alexis Dutovitch was wanting to convey. He was wanting to convey like, this is a new foundation for doing mm-hmm.
1: things. So, Yeah. And I mean, that's literacy. the thing that yeah that's totally something that uh, Hamilton talks about too which, yeah. you know, not to like make it be about the musical but there's you know truth in that <laughs> as well um, but you no know, that I mean because Hamilton says that in the musical that's one of his lines is like America you great unfinished experiment slash symphony unfinished symphony situation mm-hmm. but no mm-hmm. I think that the perspective is different as well and I think my it's so funny actually that after we recorded um, that episode the beauty pageant episode my sister who studied uh, political science who's been on the show a couple times um, pulled out that book from her because <laughs> ah. she has it, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think Alexis uh, de Tocqueville. No, yeah, de Tocqueville. Bitch, I want to say. Okay, bitch, either way, maybe, yeah. Alexis. Sure. His first name, is. <laughs> Alexis. Lexi. We'll, we'll do that in the recap moment for the next episode or whatever. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was a it was a very massive volume. Um, but that's interesting that you did the research and found out kind of your formulated your own opinion. That's amazing. What yeah. Like that. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was a very a very strong opinions that she was putting out into the world. And I just kind of wanted to to look it up a little bit and be like, what did they mean? And and I guess it was, you know, it's it's in a lot of books. It's translated that way. Yeah. Um, I think some of the newer translations did change that. Um mm.
1: yeah, because he was French, correct? I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I he was say. French. Yeah, I think he was like a liaison here. He was only here for a little bit a little while, but he was trying to just sort of it was called I think Democracy in America was okay. the book. Um, just kind of to show what um, this new foundation that America was being built on—the majority gets to vote for their leaders. Oh my goodness! Like yeah. that wasn't you know that common back then. It was yeah, like we're going to rule and different. you have to listen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, completely different way of life, especially, you know, having come from France and England, where it's a king in the end, you know, it's a monarchy, and you have no say, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that would totally make sense as to like, why he was, you know, kind of a proponent for change and for Mm -hmm. um, experimenting with, you know, actually having the people be in charge of their leaders. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, to, to, I guess, the beauty pageant's um, credit, it is a loaded question. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you didn't study yeah. the government, which I'm sure um, you are told to kind of do that in more, maybe like a little bit of a higher ranking pageant, perhaps, uh, with yeah, the more intellectual uh, government, mm-hmm. political questions, things like that. Um, but if, you know, you weren't told to do that, then I'm not sure you'd have the right answer. Obviously, it would probably, or not right, but like uh, an informed answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I'm sure that hopefully people would have a little bit better than uh, answer than Trish. <laughs> yeah, hopefully.
0: hopefully. The land of the free and the home. It's a wonderful of the thing.
1: <laughs> it's our America, not their America. Their America. <laughs>
0: that
2: line they I they make us say, I tell you. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that's amazing! Yes, though about um, you having improvised some of those lines, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, did you get to talk to any of the other contestants at all? Like, whether um, that be craft yeah, services or anything?
2: Yeah, uh, gosh, you know, I don't remember her. N- it might have been Je- no, I think Jessica was the other lady. Uh, the lady li- who played Susan. Um, she had the same agent as oh, I did. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, she was very nice. I'd run into her here and there at auditions and things. Um, so yeah, she was she was a pretty nice girl.
1: Yeah, mm. love that. And how long were you? Would you say that you were on set? Because that was pretty much the whole ep- like the whole episode. The um, so I
2: think were it was you there just a couple, a couple days? of days. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. I think it was just a couple of days, two or three at the most.
1: Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, is there mm-hmm. anything else that we can maybe promote for you? Or how do you ask questions? Do you want questions to Fangirl Academy? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I'm very
2: interested in questions about the science of sci-fi. So if someone wants oh. to know, like, how does Iron Man fly? Or how does a transporter work? Any of those kind of questions. Um, that way I can keep a kind of fangirl ask, but still science. Yeah. So, and any of those, send them my way.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, Star Wars questions, too. I'm guessing
2: work. Yep. Any of it. Send it my way. If I don't have the answer, I am very, very fortunate at this time in my life to be able to reach out to someone else. Like there's a lot of it that, you know, time mechanics and things like that. I I would divert to, you know, one of my more, more, uh, learned friends to answer, but they, they would do it. I've already had a couple say, you know, you let me know if you get one. And, um,
1: well, (laughs) would you say that you've made like I guess a larger community with the, when you started at the observatory, like, you know, your friends yeah. might've changed a little bit with oh, your interests. Completely.
2: Okay. Yes, absolutely. You know, cause you know, what you're interested in talking about, you know, matters and the people you keep around you, you know, you want them to be interested in talking about the same thing. So, um, you know, I, I like talking about acting as like a craft in a form and like Uta Hagen's book and respect for acting and, you know, all of that. But, um, you know, I, I love, you know, just the the science of things and um, learning about that and finding people and meet, seeing them at different, you know, events and stuff. It, it's, it's a whole community and they're, they're very welcoming. It's one of the first communities I've found where you can ask a question and they like love it. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you don't know that. Okay, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> so, like- no, you don't know who so
1: and so is. <laughs> I love that so much. There's this meme actually. Uh, Chris, who we've had on our show, um, does a lot of like Nerd Wire stuff, or she used to. I don't know if she does anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think she does anymore. But um, yeah, what she posted a meme one time that was like, now what do we do with uh, nerds? And like, you think that the next comic strip is gonna say something like mean? And they're and then they all are crowding around a book, and it's like we learn from them. <laughs> and yeah. I loved it. I think it was so sweet and perfect because that's how I thought my. My entire life I'm like well if I don't know something or if it's interesting I feel like a lot of it is like you said like jealousy slash or fear of the unknown kind of thing um, so mm-hmm. I think that's great that you know you're also fostering a community of asking questions which is so important because yeah. so many kids I feel are kind of shunned or like made to feel embarrassed to ask a question especially in front of people so this is a really mm-hmm. nice opportunity I feel
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, questions are the best thing that you can say. Yay. <laughs> I think they're 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 wonderful. I'm always I'm always willing to to listen to someone's question and, and answer it if I can because there's a there's a lot of ways to empower yourself in things that you thought were so so far above you yeah. for a long time. Even with the the citizen science um, projects that NASA has available, there's literally a citizen science project where you can sit at home and look at images of cameras in the woods and tell the computer if there's an animal in it or not wow interesting <laughs> like a NASA citizen science project yes it's an animal what kind of animal a furry animal or a, or a, like a furry animal what <laughs> can yeah just, yeah, like, yeah. Thing And then, then there's also ones where you can like confirm if, you know, an asteroid is in the same frame as another one. You're like helping machine learning learn better. So like, you know, the, are you a robot things about right. where is a stop sign? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're basically doing that for NASA to help, you know, earth to flourish a little bit better. Um, so they can learn, you know, what animals look like, you know, to confirm for their, their AI and, and machine learning. Um, so you can take part of that, you know, you don't have to be really good at a computer or have a telescope. You can just go to nasa.com citizen science. And there's like a dozen little, you know, icons. You know, you can look at the clouds and take pictures of it and confirm the coverage from the satellite image. They're looking for people like they take a picture from space looking down and then they also want citizen scientists to take pictures from Earth looking up and then they compare them and, you know, look at densities and things. So um, there's a lot of different levels for science that isn't just, you know, studying math and, you know,
1: time and all of that.
0: This is elaborate. I did not know they were doing this. This is really
1: cool. Totally. Yeah google earth always snapping pics (laughs) yeah
2: they're always that's a wolf that's a bear
1: right do you have a favorite type of science though like a favorite type of or is it or like a different like astronomy is that a favorite or like ai i know that that may be a weird you know it's really
2: shifting to more environmental science i've Mm. become really interested and somewhat concerned about just the whole global warming and mm, the water yeah. the water crisis and seeing things that are happening. And, you know, this plays in with Trish, too. Seeing, seeing things that are happening in other countries and the reasons for immigration yes. and to, you, you know, not only allow these people a safe place, but to also recognize why they're fleeing, what's happening in their countries. And a lot of times the countries these people are fl- fleeing from are countries that we're exploiting.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to get
2: you your first bad review. But. <laughs> no, please. A hundred
1: percent. I'm here for it. No, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Oh, if it was a bad review, then that's because I'm speaking truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That's what i saying. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's true.
2: Um, so, you know, just becoming aware of like what's happening in other places that don't have, you know, fresh water and you know it doesn't even have to be another country it can be parts of this one you know in mm-hmm. flint you know the water situation that wasn't so much you know climate as it was just you know poor science and, and ruling <laughs> right but, you know. Um, that's definitely become a new interest. I haven't quite found, like, my, env- my environmental science observatory yet. Yeah, but.
1: I know. I'm interested in that, too, if you find one. Because can I just tell you, so I actually went to Mexico um, last month and I scuba dived for the first time and snorkeled yeah. a lot more than I've ever had in my whole life. And I just, <laughs> I, I swear, it's a whole planet in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was one of the things where, first of all, it made me really kind of second guess eating all meats like not just um you know chicken and beef and stuff but also all like seafoods um Mm -hmm. but it also made me think about how humans just don't know enough about it uh, especially citizens like obviously scientists are studying it every day and everything but like you know i just don't feel like we know enough about it and we and the and that lack of knowledge makes us not care therefore like Mm. not care about the plastic that's being thrown in there or not care about why things are becoming extinct um, and how that affects us because I think that that's something that might be lacking with as as selfish as it sounds I think that's one of the reasons why people do stuff is like well how does this affect me really you know Mm. and so I think a lot of people are like well how does putting trash or whatever in the ocean really affect me how is the fish that are dying really affect me Mm -hmm. kind of thing and so I think if we could find some more research or, um, you know, a way to make that a little bit more relatable, it would make such a difference to the citizens yeah. of the world with like the plastic that we do use and the recycling processes and things like that. So yeah. I'm definitely interested in that as well.
2: Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And you had that experience of travel that helped you to, to see that and
1: appreciate that. And that, mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. That was a privilege in and of itself.
2: Yeah, that, that's really, you know, traveling is so great. And that's part of why I, you know, have changed so much in my career is because I have been fortunate enough to travel and know that this place might be a little bit different and I can go here and try this and um, just appreciating our world. And it's absolutely beautiful if you get out there in it. And if you and if you look at it and to, and to see some of the beauty being lost because we don't think it affects us, that's only a matter of time. Right, you know? right. <laughs> That's coming. That's only a matter of time. So you know, if it if it has to be about you know it affecting us, and I know I know in a lot of cases it does. I struggle with that just on, in my personal life about trying to communicate the importance when someone hasn't traveled and hasn't mm-hmm. seen, you know, um, uh, George Decay of Star Trek. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> encourages people to look at uh diversity as delightful and as as a as a wonderful thing sure um, not not just like biodiversity but you know ethnic diversity as well to take pleasure and joy in differences and and to see how they can contribute you know what what new ideas and what solutions have they thought of because of the things they've been exposed to that i may not have thought of so just embracing differences and land and people you know for the sake of like contributing to making something better you yeah. know so but if you don't travel, it's hard to get there.
1: <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Or if you don't, I mean, I know it sounds like silly because on our Zoom with our laptops, but if you don't have the access to internet or a computer or like mm-hmm. to even just see videos that might be around. I mean, nowadays, mm-hmm. that's not, that's kind of few and far between just because kids these days have iPhones when they're three years old. But regardless, yeah. like they're still, that's still a privilege. And there are people yeah. that don't have that access um, mm-hmm. to even do their, uh, you know, yeah. due diligence. So it's very interesting to me. Um, you know, and how it all really, as the Lion King says, is really just such a circle of life. You know, <laughs> not killing, herself. not eating things, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Manny, did you have any other questions before I let April go? I just had
0: one because yeah. I. So I am definitely not anywhere near in love with like science and stuff to the point where you are, but I did a science experiment when I was a first grader and I built the solar system and I was so excited about it. I wanted to learn everything about the planets. And then I just looked at it and I was like, I could never do that. I would never make it going to space. Mm. Like I could never <laughs> go up in that, like in a <laughs> enclosed space and do do that. So I wanted to ask with your love of everything, is that something if if NASA called you and they were like, we want to send you up to the moon, what would you say?
2: (laughs) If NASA called me, they want to send me up to the moon, I would go, but it's nothing I would pursue independently.
0: Okay. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) gotcha. But if they
2: called, I'm not going to say no to them.
0: (laughs) Right. That's fair. (laughs) That's a fair answer. Yes. Yes.
2: I, I would also want to know like how and why, because like, there is a lot of like, you know, the space tourism thing. And like, why are we doing this when there's all these things? And th- there is a lot of things involved with the, the politics of like, should we even be going to space? Yeah. Um, fortunately, there's the aspect of we're trying to learn how to mine on the moon. So mm. if it's to develop moon mining so we can stop stripping our planet of, you know, <laughs> metals and things like that. Yeah, I support that cause.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I wonder, like, in that sense, I, again, I don't know enough about it, but like if we're mining the moon, are we going to make the moon as bad as the Earth? Um, it's already pretty back. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: the, the thing with space and with like the moon and asteroids, asteroids specifically, is a lot of the minerals that we mine on Earth, like for our new cell phones and computers that we're talking to each other on, a lot of those minerals come very diluted um, mm-hmm. in other minerals. So the refining process is incredibly toxic. Uh-huh. So going to space to mine those things, we're able to get them in a much purer form. Um, so we don't have to, you know, radiate villages and things like that yeah. for yeah. Um, But in the meantime, you know, simple things that we can all do, you know, if your phone is still working, don't necessarily get a new one, you know, just, you know, just little things, you know, they're just starting to be aware of things, you know, Um, recycling. I know a lot of like Best Buy or um, I'm not sure what all electronic stores, a lot of them will let you bring in, you know, your computers and old electronics um, to recycle them to get some of those rare earth metals out um, so they don't have to go through the process of refining them again. Yeah, I think
1: Apple actually does that as well. I've definitely, well, I don't know know what exactly they used it for um but i've turned in my ipad because i never used my ipad and i was like i don't need this so i think that they might have just wiped it and then like refurbished it situation but they also recycle i know that they do that so maybe they might have done that too but yeah Yeah. that's a good idea because i mean and you think of it as an inconvenience but i feel like there's a lot of places that at least when i was researching it where like if you sign up and you tell them your address they'll send you a label and you can just send it to them
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to become very like it's going to become very big as rare earth metals become harder to you know, get and trade for. It's going to become a, a bigger deal. So supporting electronic recycling and things like that is, is going to be probably part of something we'll see in the next 10 years or so, I would say.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome! Well, April, oh my gosh, we just cannot even believe it. Thank you so much for being here and for responding to my crazy, um, <laughs> you know, communications and correspondence. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one quick
2: question for Maddie. I, Maddie, yeah. I'm I'm very curious. When you were doing your your solar system, did you have a favorite planet?
0: Jupiter. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yes. Hardcore. And I, I, as a six year old, I'm assuming it was because of the pretty color. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, I did do research on each planet, but I, I don't know. I think that one seemed far enough away from us that it still was super mysterious and mm-hmm. really yes. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked that one. Like, Did you also resonate with
1: Sailor Jupiter on Sailor Moon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never Have heard of that. Have you seen it? <laughs>
1: Have
2: you seen it through a telescope? Have you been able to look at Jupiter through a telescope before?
0: So actually, we, my fiancé... Uh, for our like one year anniversary, he took me up to the Lowell Observatory up in Flagstaff, Arizona, where they actually discovered Pluto. And I am, cool. I am hashtag Pluto as a planet, my heart. Because when I did my solar system, Pluto was a planet. And so now you've just messed up my entire view oh, of no. what the solar system was when they were like, it's not a planet. I was like, it is though. Um, it's a
2: dwarf planet.
0: <laughs> yes. So I'm like, tell me what you want to tell me, but in my heart. Pluto's a planet but I have a very soft spot for that observatory because that's where we went for our anniversary but also because I love Pluto and they had the night we went there they had two telescopes one where you could see the moon really well and then one that was pointing Jupiter Ah. so it was really good timing and he didn't know that was my favorite planet but I was just like this is so perfect this Mm -hmm, is amazing yeah so yeah
2: Yeah, Jupiter is actually my favorite planet,
1: too. Awesome!
2: <laughs> <Crazy>. That's <laughs> yes, so cool! Yeah. So, uh, the, one of the reasons I like Jupiter, the colors, again, like, like you said, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's so mysterious because that thick cloud layer, like, we can't right. actually get past it to see, like, what is the core of Jupiter? What's it like in there? So, we don't actually know past some of those clouds mm-hmm. exactly. We don't know for sure. But not only that... Jupiter has a moon called Europa that is an ocean moon covered in ice that we think if we break through that ice, there might be a little microbial or planktony type life. Because if you look at the very, very bottom of our ocean where there's no sunlight and people thought nothing could live, Mm -hmm. there's all these creatures like living Mm -hmm. off of the chemosynthesis, the the energy coming from our planet. And those same conditions are on this moon around (gasps) Jupiter. So when you look at Jupiter, think space fish. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. So
2: it might be the first discovery of like alien life or extraterrestrial life. There's missions planned to start trying to uh, start the drilling process to break down through that ice and stick a little, you know, camera or something to see if there's little things swimming around or not. Um, so people talk about, you know, life in other solar systems or other galaxies or whatever, and we might find it on an ocean world around Jupiter or an ocean moon around yeah. Jupiter. Oh, so. I'm
0: following that so hard. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Jupiter so was cool. actually jupiter
2: was the first planet um that confirmed that the earth isn't the center of the universe jupiter has the the four galilean moons that are circling around it and galileo was like wait if these moons are going around jupiter then maybe everything isn't going around the earth and that really helped us to realize like maybe we're not the center of everything so jupiter has a lot of good reasons to be
1: someone's favorite planet
0: (laughs) i'm gonna add those to my pretty colors bullet points now
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. I am so happy that you asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when people like space, but don't think that
2: they could do it because I know that you just haven't found the right, the right thing. You're going to be a scientist or a citizen scientist someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Well, I love that. That's a great like reminder that, you know, anyone can be interested or anyone can learn Mm -hmm. about this and like contribute. However, even if it's just, you know, reading about it or spreading the word.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you think you can't do it, but you enjoy it, just do it
1: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I played five times before I got that job. <laughs> yeah, seriously. See, this is why it this conversation worked, because we're all very persistent, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I Talent recognizes talent. I, I see it. <laughs> okay, this is really making me wonder what my favorite planet is, so I'm going to have to do some research and get back to you.
0: Okay, it sounds like Jupiter's yeah.
1: in the running, so...
0: Okay. <laughs> Jupiter's pretty cool. You might like Neptune. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like you're a Neptune girl, but I feel it. Okay. I could be wrong. We're I could be wrong.
2: Neptune might be the one that rains diamonds.
0: That
1: sounds so. very queenly to me. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh about loyal. it. I called that. Let's just say that, okay? Oh, if yeah. it is your favorite planet, I called it, and great. Love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably anything else that we can like promote for you or that you wanted to ask or talk about um yeah
2: you, you did a very thorough job it was a, a lot of fun I just want to encourage people if they see Trish um you know to just realize the the meaning behind the role and what it was supposed to highlight and represent mm-hmm. and and know that I do not agree with her in any way whatsoever
0: <laughs> <laughs> April is not Trish
1: right exactly yes.
2: And, and I, think, I think that diversity and welcoming people who are, who are trying to escape, you know, difficult situations is actually the true
1: wonderful thing. Yeah, mm. definitely. That's so cool. Well, I'm so glad we got to talk to you and get a little bit more mm-hmm. of the behind the scenes of who you are and what you love to do and, you know, see all these different layers to you. You're so cool. Me too. This <laughs> was a lot of fun. Thank you for thinking of me and reaching out five oh my- times. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, keep us posted on that NASA job. Um, mm-hmm. and we will be rooting for you all the way and all of our fans that are listening will definitely be doing that too.
2: And you yes. let me know when you decide on a favorite planet. <laughs>
1: oh, I will. I will,
2: girl. I'll keep you right. <laughs> posted. Long and prosper, ladies.
1: <laughs> Yay! Love oh wait, it. I can I just learned to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, April. Goodbye. Thank you. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy too. Yay! that was April Eden. Oh my god,
0: what a what a time! I think that honestly was one of our deepest mm-hmm. conversations with a guest, mm-hmm. which oh. I thoroughly enjoyed, and yeah. we got to talk about different topics and stuff. I really liked that.
1: RJ is saying hello to you. Hi RJ. Little baby. Your aunt
0: misses you and has would Aww. like to meet you soon.
1: I know. Yeah, April was a treat. I um I really like her. I think that it's awesome that she was like having um kind of some, you know, talking. I just really appreciated her talking about her pivots in life and also mm. like talking about how she was pursuing what she really loves to do. Um but also just like I learned a lot, I feel.
0: Yeah. And her like, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to listen to you guys. So what if it screws over my career? I'm not saying yes to something if it's not going to, you know, add to my my life personally.
1: Right. You know, I I
0: have a lot of respect for that because I think that's so hard to do in the industry.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I think it's like so true about, you know, finding kind of what you really want to do and um, that there's no shade to anyone who, you know, wants to remain in something that you don't particularly like. It's just like, it might not be for you and that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, so I'll link everything in the show notes as far as um, she talked about the NASA website, um, the citizen scientist uh, situation. And then I'll also go ahead and link um, not only her YouTube that you can ask questions called Fangirl Academy, um, but also I will link the um, the Griffith Observatory website because I'm sure they've got a lot of resources on there as well. And Mm -hmm. if you're in L.A. and you've got the opportunity and they have open tours or open things, there's a museum in there as well. um, I've been there a handful of times as well when I was over there and it's super cool. It's so, so, so cool. So I highly recommend going there and if you're going to go on a weekend, get there early because the parking is a little bit of uh, a trickiness moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll link all that information in there and then I'm definitely, I don't care if I don't see her, um, in it. I mean, I'm going to keep my eye out for it obviously, but I still want to go watch Star Trek because I don't remember 100%. watching that one. I, I think I did, but I just don't remember it. So
0: yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I totally want to watch it. Also, everyone should uh, comment on our posts or our podcasts and tell Mm -hmm. us what your favorite planet is.
1: Yeah, that is a great idea. I'd love to know. And I'll definitely by the time I post something um, about that, I will have picked a favorite planet. Maybe it's Neptune. Who's to say? Maybe. (laughs) Um, But anyway, okay, well, if you've listened so far, thank you so much. Thank you for all your continued reviews. If there's any other guests besides Ben Schwartz um, that you want me to get on the uh, podcast, please let me know and I will do my best. Uh, I think that is so hilarious that she talked about how much I tried to get her on. You guys, see, <laughs> I'm working. I am no working. No shame. <laughs> no shame. No shame, Holly. I have we no got regrets. to talk to her.
0: It was worth it.
1: Yeah. No regrets. And she was super sweet. Um, and it, again, it's all about how you approach it. If I was like mean all of those five times or if I was just like kind of shitty and all about my own views, I feel like mm-hmm. it might have been different. She would have just ignored me. 100%. But 100%. I, like, I mean, I was straight up like so passionate and been like, Will you please talk to us? yeah (laughs) so anyways well thank you April so much for joining us we really appreciate you um, and uh, yeah rate, review, subscribe anything else you want to say Maddie?
0: no look forward to the next episode which is the setup and it sounds like we might have another special guest with us
1: yay alright guys well have a good week and we'll see you soon bye (music) and some pals and there's also therapy too.